Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. A very special episode number 25 of Believe in Betting LA. We're on the Believe Podcast Network. That's B L E A V. I'm Sam Maxwell. Your host, as always, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Lewart. We're going to talk some college football tonight, Chris. We're breaking down, I think, the first 10 bowl games. The bowl games basically starting this weekend, going through Christmas Eve. And then early next week, we're going to have another episode breaking down uh, the games Christmas, uh, the day after Christmas uh, and beyond. So let me welcome in my co-host, Chris Lewart. How are you doing this fine Wednesday evening, Chris? Sam, how much do you think it would take for us to sponsor a bowl game? Just I, I don't mean like through Believe. I mean just you and I. Like, do you think we could come up with like the dollar seventy? Yeah, like you think for one hundred seventy-five bucks we could just sponsor a bowl game? And I mean, you know, there are thirty-nine bowls now, so the price tab per sponsorship has probably gone down significantly. Um, we'd probably have to settle for one of these first few bowl games, and we'd probably not get it for one seventy-five. But that's an interesting idea. Maybe for bowl season twenty twenty. We'll have enough listenership where we can we can go something like that. But I, I would want a better bowl game name than the Believe in Betting LA Bowl. We'd, we'd have to come up with something really unique. If only we knew Dignity Health something. <laughs> well, maybe that would be a good Dignity Health Sports Park. They're actually playing the final game, final <laughs> NFL game at Dignity Health Sports Park. Uh, will be this weekend with the Chargers. So we'll definitely discuss that. Of course, we want to pay homage to our favorite park in the NFL. Again, this is episode 25. You can find both Chris and myself on Twitter. I am at smaxwell713. Chris is at Rock, And, of course, you can follow the fine folks at SACCAP, at SACCAP. There's also a Believe Podcast Twitter handle as well. It's B-L-E-A-V, Believe Podcast on Twitter and Believe.com. You can find us and a whole lot of other great podcasts. And, of course, this is a common shout-out, but if you have trouble finding this podcast, you can find it wherever you choose to get your podcast from. That includes the heavy players, of iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeart, and many more. We're going to talk about the college bowl games. We're going to talk about the two L.A. teams from the NFL this this week here, Chris. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our sponsor, 8Sleep. We talked about them last week. In the last week, Chris, I haven't slept that well, so this is even more important to break this down. I want to talk about sleep here. These studies are from Harvard. They're from Johns Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation, as you and I can both attest to, can lead to depression, can lead to diabetes, can lead to obesity, can lead to cardiovascular disease. It can lead to you just being outright cranky. And none of us want any of those things in our lives. We need, we want, we demand eight hours of sleep. And one of sleep's biggest problems, Chris, beyond the heads, just keep on turning. My brain just keeps moving. Of course, its temperature is very tough, as you know, to get good sleep if you're either too hot or if you're too cold. And that's where the pod the Pod by 8 Sleep comes in. It's a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by those aforementioned sleep researching after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. Chris, if we had 43 million hours of handicapping, we'd probably have a little bit better record. <laughs> we'd be better we? at this. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Pod combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically so it's going to do whatever your body needs at that time that means if you like the bed cool and your partner likes the bed warm you too however you choose to have your partner you can have both those temperatures at the same time and the bed is very very comfortable you're going to sleep longer you're going to sleep deeper 
and you're going to wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. Great opportunity for all of our sleep defied listeners out there. You can try the pod for 100 nights, and if you don't love it, 8 Sleep will refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. It's normally the stipulation is that you have to pay for that return. They already sold out of their first two batches, so they're going fast for a limited time, Chris. You can get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash pro. That's the letter, excuse me, the word 8 spelled out E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash pro, 8sleep.com slash pro. Let's move on, Chris. Let's talk about how we did last week. I had an okay week. It started off very well. It did not end very well. I'm a 2-2 two two in football, which leaves my overall football record right now at 33-39-1. I went 0-2 in hoops, which you did as well. Not a great start for us uh, in college hoops. I actually lost the under in the Michigan-Oregon game as overtime. it went to overtime. Killer. But I did win my best bet last week. I took Falcons plus 10.5. I actually ended up winning outright in that game. So that was a nice one. You went 2-2 two and two in football, leading your record at 41-26-4. Very impressive. You also went 0-2 in hoops. So that was last week when we talked about Army-Navy, of course. We talked about NFL week number 15. Now we're moving on. We're talking college bowls and NFL week 16. Let's start with the college ranks here, Chris. And we're going to talk about every single game starting on Friday evening with the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. This features Buffalo taking on Charlotte. Buffalo is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under here is 51-and-a-half. This is from Thomas A. Robinson National Stadium in Nassau in the Bahamas. This one's at 2 o'clock Eastern. Give me your thoughts here on the Bahamas Bowl. I want to know how many students from Buffalo defect on this bowl trip. How many of them just How many are even going to this bowl game? Let's be honest with that. How many students are making the trek down to Buffalo? I mean, that sounds incredible. Um, I'm taking Charlotte plus six and a half. Uh, I have no reason for that other than I like the price because I see it at minus 103 right now. And for all of these that we go through, please, please, please don't do anything worse than minus 110. These games are borderline coin flips, many of them, especially these early bowls we're going through. So don't pay the price for it. Uh, I don't know why anybody would have a hot feeling one way or another on Buffalo versus Charlotte. But in this case, I like Charlotte plus the points at the cheap price of minus 103. That's a good point here. And this is really the season of shopping. I always procrastinate big time on shopping for my family members. I'm sure you do the same when you have a newborn child. I guess it's a little easy. You don't really have to give her a gift. Just the, the gift of life <laughs> is the gift for this year, at least. Uh, but that's a good point here. We, you know, you're know, you not going to find a lot of sharp line movements in a lot of these games. Maybe you will late, but certainly uh, these bowl games are very, very difficult to handicap. When you do these bowl pick'em things, most of the time they're harder to win than March Madness pools because here's the thing. In March Madness, you know every single team is trying as hard as they absolutely can. With these games, motivation is a big, big part of this. A lot of players don't play. A lot of these fans and these teams, these programs don't care about. They're disappointed. They don't you know, have any motivation. So part of it is handicapping the motivation for these teams. Part of it is handicapping how the coaching staffs are going to handle these games. Part of it is handicapping the travel. And this one's obviously yep. international. And this one's had a very sharp decrease in the overall expected total. Uh, this one's at 51.5 right now. There are severe thunderstorms, heavy rain, and up to 25-mile-an-hour gusts of wind for this game. So it's very interesting. A lot of people liked the over nationally in this game, but I've started to cool on that with the weather. Now, I like Buffalo in this game. Lance Leopold's a great coach. He won several national championships at the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. He's done quite well in his first several years in Buffalo. I'm going to go ahead and tease this game. Buffalo minus a point and a half. So you're essentially getting a money line. I'm going to take the under 57 and a half, getting it back up to the original total, a little bit higher actually 
and taking that under. I think the rain and especially, Chris, the wind will be a factor in this one. So I'm teasing Buffalo minus half, under 57.5. You like Charlotte at plus 6.5. Let's move on to our second game. This one is also going to be Friday evening. The Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. That's a, that's a mouthful. That's a mouthful yeah. indeed, yes. <laughs> this one features Utah State taking on Kent State. Utah State is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under 67-and-a-half here, Chris. We've seen a sharp movement, line movement towards Kent State on this one as well. And the reason being is that several Utah State players were caught and cited for possession of marijuana, including their star quarterback, Jordan Love, who is potentially a first or second round draft pick. So it's a big, big hit for Utah State. I don't believe any of those players are going to play. And Kent State's playing only their second bowl game since 1972. So you got to figure Kent State may have a motivational edge here. What are your thoughts on the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco? I really like that name and feeling like I could go for a smoothie right now. Um, Price shopping, this is going to be a broken record. I'm taking Kent State. Uh, love that the players from Utah are going to be out. Can't be smoking that marijuana in Utah, folks. Uh, Kent State, plus 6.5, minus 103. Very nice. And, yeah, I mean, that, that seems like a very strong pick here. I think we're going to, we're going to see a theme from a lot of your picks here. It's just taking the money because, yes. uh, as, as we discussed previously, it is difficult to handicap these games. I'm going to go ahead and stay away from both these teams here. Sean Lewis, a Badger alumna, actually, is the Kent State head coach. They have a lot of motivation, as I previously mentioned. Utah State is clearly the superior team. So you're getting a discount here on Utah State if you like them. They're under a touchdown now. They were much higher previously. But without the motivation and you know, with Utah State dealing with some issues internally, I'm going to just take the under here. I like 67.5 under that number. Typically, I do find that defenses do not play as hard. It's almost like a preseason game where you see the offenses. Um, usually, you see the defenses dominate those games, but when the defenses aren't interested, that's when you see a lot of scoring because it's not as physical, and I think this could be one of those games. So I'm taking 67.5 under that total. If I had to take a side here, I would also agree with you and take Kent State. Let's move on. Let's talk about Saturday now. We've got several great games on Saturday. The first one... We're going to celebrate with the Celebration Bowl, and that features two <laughs> FCS uh, programs, Alcorn State. Do you know who the most famous Alcorn State alumni is? Oh, gosh. Uh, is, it Chip, is it Chip or is it Dale? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a Hall of Fame player in the NFL, and that's Steve McNair, number three overall pick in Ooh. whatever draft that was, RIP Steve McNair. Can you believe he's actually been dead now for 10 years? I had to look this up the other day. Very, very tragic death. RIP Steve McNair been gone for 10 years, died way too soon. This one is at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta at noon Eastern, North Carolina. AT&T are two-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under here is 51-and-a-half. I'm sure you have a strong opinion on this one here, Chris. What is it? I do. Uh, I'm going <laughs> going Elkhorn State uh, money line actually, because I'm seeing it at Elkhorn State plus two at minus 105, and games just don't tend to, you know, maybe it's going to be a one-point game, but when I can get it to plus 116 by taking the money line, I'm going to do that because I like that value. So Alcorn State plus 116 money line. This is going to be our first disagreement, at least outright, uh, for this for these first several bowl games here. Uh, and to be frank, I don't have extremely strong opinions. I have not watched a lot of either Alcorn State or North Carolina A&T games this season. But what I do know is that North Carolina A&T has a very, very strong defense. And I'm going to go ahead and trust that defense. They've outscored their opponents 101 to 17 in the last two games of the season. So I'm going to ride the hot hand here and take out, or excuse me, North Carolina 
AT&T, and, you know, this is a, this is a small one here, but they're two and a half point favorites. I think they're going to win that game uh, by about a touchdown. So I'm going to take NCA&T, which is, I, I believe, the alma mater of Tariq Cohen. So some, some NFL players have come from both of these schools here. So disagreement, we're at a rapid fire here. Moving on to the New Mexico Bowl. This one features Central Michigan, the Chippewas, taking on the San Diego State Aztecs, the Aztecs, are three-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under in this one, as you would expect from a Rocky Long coach team, is very low, 40-and-a-half here. This one's from Dreamstyle Stadium in Albuquerque, New Mexico, 2 o'clock Eastern. Great name for that stadium. Who are you taking, New Mexico Bowl? I am taking Central Michigan plus three-half, and that half-point is really what's doing it. I'm seeing it minus 105. But I love that hook, and I loves me the land of enchantment. The Tex-Mex in Albuquerque <laughs> is delightful for those of you. Mexico's who, a, it's a great state. Great yeah. food. Santa Fe is a great city. Albuquerque's a great city. I would love to see this state, and in particular this city, get a professional team. Maybe not football, but I think Albuquerque would be a phenomenal metro for an NBA team. I think that's I think that's the next move here. They would be very similar to an Oklahoma City type of team, a type of, uh, you know, kind of rally around one team. And it's a, it's a great city, and it's, it's a growing city, and I think we're going to continue to see that over the years. Now I'm going to go ahead and go the other way here. I really like this San Diego State Aztec team. You may ask why. Number one, the far superior defense. Of course, Rocky Long always leads a very strong defense. He was also head coach for this New Mexico team for many, many years. I think the community will come out and support him. The He's going to be retiring then this year. The replacement was also a New Mexico coach. There's familiarity with this, with this state, with this program, with this venue. I think that will help. The Central Michigan team, they should have a large motivation this game. They were 1-11 last year. Jim McElwain, first year, obviously a very strong effort to get to a bowl game in their first year. But they were very, very terrible uh, in that MAC championship game. I thought I actually took them to cover that game, and they just could not move the ball. And so I worry about that going up against a strong defense here. So even though this is a low over-under, which usually favors and correlates with the underdog, I think San Diego State's going to take care of business here, and I think they're going to cover that 3 and a half. Moving on, let's talk about the FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl. I don't hear, hear uh, either one of those words together very often. <laughs> <laughs> Liberty is taking on Georgia Southern first bowl game and program history for Liberty. Recently became Division One. Georgia Southern is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. The total here is 58-and-a-half. This from Exploria Stadium in Orlando, Florida, 2.30 Eastern. What are your thoughts here? The Mortgage Cure Bowl quite torn because my boys at Liberty won me some money earlier in the year, but the price for Georgia Southern is about right, but I don't want to do either of those things, so I'm going to punt, and I am going to take the over, and at over 59, I found plus 105, and you know me, I likes me some plus odds, so because I don't want to be torn between Liberty and Georgia Southern, I'm going to take over 59. And cross my fingers, we see lots of scoring. The defense is asleep. I also like the over in this game, not quite as much as you do. So I'm actually going to tease this one here. I think Liberty has a very, very strong motivational edge in this one. They also have some more time to prep for the option that Georgia Southern has. We see this all the time in bowl season. These option teams come in here. They've averaged you know, 400 yards rushing per game. They have all these great players, and then bam, you give them a week to prepare for that. Not just option, but any sort of gimmicky offense. You always think of you know teams like Oregon or teams with the air raid offenses. If you give strong defensive minds a little bit more time to prepare, more than just six, seven days that they usually have, they typically perform better against those teams. Not always, uh, but certainly it gives you an advantage. So I'm going to go ahead and lean Liberty here, which basically means I'm going to take the teaser. 
going to tease him up to 10.5, which I think is a great hook to have. And I'm going to take the over 52.5, so Liberty plus 10.5 and the over 52.5. Liberty's got a lot of talent on this team. Uh, you, you've, you've been on them all year. They have a, a wide receiver um, that's, I think, three straight 1,000-yard seasons. Definitely a lot of people like him uh, moving forward in the NFL. Let's go down to Florida. The Cherry Bundy, Boca Raton Bowl. We have... <laughs> they we all have just roll off the tongue. They're all the just native so son, smooth. The FAU Owls are not going very far. They're going to be hosting... Uh, Southern Methodists, who at one point, Chris, this season was a top 25 team. They looked like they they could be uh, the group of fives um, representative in one of those New Year's six bowls. Memphis obviously ended up taking that. The spread here, SMU minus three over under 70. This is from Boca Raton, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Now, let's not forget, Lane Kiffin is on his way to Ole Miss. So this is going to be an interim head coach and for, for the Owls. So what are your thoughts here on the Cherubundi Boca Raton Bowl? So I've gone back and forth on whether the FAU players are really going to care because their head coach is gone and the, the limelight's away a little bit. But at the same time, while I don't know who the interim coach is, I'm sure he's going to want to make a statement so that he gets a shot at, at taking over the program. And I'm going to guess he's going to do everything he can to get them get them prepared. Uh, price isn't bad either. FAU plus three, even money. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you again there. This is the substitute teacher effect. They lost <laughs> their head coach in Lane Kiffin. They have a lame duck interim coach. I often like betting on these interim coaches when either they're promoted to the head coaching position or, more importantly, if they have a chance with this win to get promoted. I always think back. I forget exactly who the name of the head coach was, but the West Virginia coach, I think Bill Stewart was his name, the year before they hired Dana Holgerson, uh, he was interim coach. They uh, went out and won a big game. I forget who they played. This was probably about six, seven years ago. And he ended up getting the job based on that win. And those are the kind of coaches I like betting on this time of year that are interim. But this is not the case here. Um, FAU already hired, hired Willie Taggart, formerly of Florida State and Oregon. So this head, you know, interim head coach uh, has absolutely no chance. He's only been there for a year. So it's not like the players um, you know, have known him and want to rally around him. Um, obviously, the players came out in support of him. But uh, in any regard... I like SMU here, and I like it a lot. Now, on the Dream Preview podcast, uh, RJ Bells in the pregame.com studios, Brad Powers actually took SMU minus three and a half even as his best bet here. I'm going to go ahead and agree with him. I like SMU quite a bit. This is a very good team. If they had a couple of uh, players that got injured, if they did, if they stayed healthy, uh, they could have been you know a top 15, top 20 team. They're a strong program. Sonny Dykes is a very good coach. I'm going to trust the coaching advantage here. And I also think this is another motivational advantage here for SMU. Florida Atlantic, not even traveling, not even leaving their doors <laughs> for this game here. There's nothing to be excited about. How motivated can they possibly be to stay home and play for this game? And it's not like, you know, Boise staying and playing on the, the blue turf or UNLV staying and playing on Las Vegas Bowl or UCLA or SC play, staying and playing in the Rose Bowl. This is a very average bowl game. They are not going to be excited about this one. Sorry, Chair Bundy. I'm going ahead and taking SMU minus three here. All right, moving on again here. The Camellia Bowl. This one features Florida International taking on Arkansas State. Arkansas State is a two-and-a-half point favorite. The total here, 62-and-a-half. This one is in Montgomery, Alabama, 530 Eastern. What are your thoughts on this one? I'm going to take, for once, a favorite. Best price, minus 105. Arkansas State, minus two-half. And finally, a bowl we can stay without having to take a breath to repeat the end of the, end of the bowl name. Yeah, the Chameleon Bowl, if I'm if I'm pronouncing that right, which I, I may not be, <laughs> is, uh, is is definitely one that actually does roll off the tongue here. So, um, 
yeah, this one I think is a pretty significant coaching advantage. Butch Davis, of course, formerly uh, of the Browns, and he coached at Miami. He coached, of course, at North Carolina. He's seven and two against the spread here in bowl games. The Arkansas State coach is only one and four against the spread of bowl games. That's a significant advantage. So I think FIU actually should probably be the favorite in this one. So I'm going to go ahead and take FIU here. I'm trusting the coaching advantage. Simple as that. Plus two and a half. Give me the underdog in this one. All right, we're moving along here. The Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl. This one, very familiar, folks. Boise State seems like they're in this bowl game every single year. And this is the reward for winning the Mountain West. This is not a bad bowl game. And Washington, of course, with a very interesting season, ups and downs. Chris Peterson retiring after this game here. The interim head coach is, of course, the defensive coordinator for Washington. So he is on this staff currently. This one's from Sam Boyd Stadium, Las Vegas. This is 7.30 Eastern. Washington is a three-point favorite. The total is 50. This one can go either way, Chris. What are your thoughts? So I actually bet this game yesterday, and I got Boise State at three-half, which I really like that half point. Uh, I think this is going to be a pretty competitive game. If you can, in your betting platform of choice, choose, you can get a little drop-down sometimes and take a half point one way or the other. If you can get Boise State with three-half at like a minus 115, minus 116, grab it. Otherwise, I'd still take Boise State plus three with confidence. Hopefully, nothing worse than minus 110. So normally, I would be 100% in agreement with you. This Boise State team has familiarity with this venue. They played there earlier this season. They have familiarity with this bowl game. They've played in this game many, many times. I think they're going to be the more motivated team. We've seen very high variance with Washington. They've looked at times uh, like a playoff team. They've looked at times like a terrible team, losing to Cal and, and various other teams. A disappointing season, I would say, uh, for the Huskies. However, it comes down to one simple thing, and that Chris Peterson is retiring after this game. You know these players are going to be extremely, extremely motivated, wanting to send him out on top. I just can't go against that. That is a simple reason for this bet. I'm taking Washington minus three here. They want to send out Chris Peterson. They want to carry him off the field. You know, looking at his last experience at the Las Vegas Bowl. Uh, but Boise State, you know, in a similar experience, embarrassed an Oregon team in this exact bowl game a few years ago. Uh, and Washington's also missing a couple uh, of, their, of their strongest players as they prepare for the NFL draft. So I don't feel great about this one. But if you trust teams rallying around their head coach, go ahead and take Washington minus three in this one. Now, going from one party city to another, we're going to the R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl. This one's, of course, from the Superdome in New Orleans. This is at 9 p.m. Eastern. Appalachian State's a 17-point favorite taking on University of Alabama, Birmingham, UAB. The total in this one is 48 here. We're seeing, I think, a very severe advantage in talent here, Chris. But that's obviously uh, is in the spread. 17 points is a lot. Who are you taking in this one? Yeah, 17 points is a lot, and I'm not convinced Appalachian State is gonna gonna really care about the about the game. New Orleans, we might have some players sneaking out. Uh, not a ton of value trying to get 17 points out of a favorite like that. So I'm going to take an over minus 105 over 48. All right, I like it. I think Appalachian State is just a far far superior program. They've been, you know, a lot of people only remember Appalachian State from that 2007 fall upset over Michigan. This has been a very impressive program over the years. Of course, Scott Scatterfield left and is now the head coach at Louisville. They have kept on churning. This was a very good season for Appalachian State. They were ranked throughout most of this season. 17 feels like a big number here, but I like this team quite a bit. I'm going to go ahead and take them at minus 17. I think they have a coaching advantage. I think they have a talent advantage. And UAB is coming off of a big blowout in the Conference USA Championship game, so I don't know if they're going to be feeling as great as they usually do. So go ahead and take App State. Minus 17. 
We're moving on here. We're talking about Monday's game, the Bad Boy Mowers. Gasparilla Bowl, that's a mouthful for sure. We're seeing the UCF Golden Knights. They're actually 17.5-point favorites taking on Marshall. The total in this one is 61.5. This is from the Buck Stadium, Raymond James Stadium, Tampa, Florida, 2.30 p.m. Eastern on Monday. What are your thoughts here, UCF and Marshall? I'm thinking that Key and Peel need to do a skit on bowl names. Obviously, I think pop culture is quite familiar with them doing the uh, football player names yeah, and yeah. the substitute teacher names. I this think that's even better. <laughs> yes, we are ripe for a bowl name skit. Uh, whichever way they want to do that, I'll put that out in the in the world, into the atmosphere, and uh, and hope that it happens because that's about as hard as I've laughed. The first time I watched that football name thing is about as hard as I've laughed in, in my entire life. Uh, back to the sports. This is one of this is another game where the the spread is just so high, and I hate. I hate taking it one way or the other, um, but in this case, I'm kind of priced in. So I'm going to take UCF. They're just – it's just too good. At the, I've got it at minus 104. I don't love that 17-half, but um, – hook, right? Yeah, it's the hook. I hate it, but it's just looking at this game. This is the price. This is what I have to bet right now. So it is what it is. Hopefully UCF uh, shows up and, and buries a, you know, a, a lesser team. UCF was a team I was back in certainly the first half of this season. They, believe it or not, are actually two and not, two and seven, excuse me, in their last nine games as favorites against the spread. So they're not taking care of business necessarily uh, when they are favorites, which is most games considering the conference in which they play. And so I go, I'm going to go ahead and take Marshall here. Not only are you getting a good line here, you're getting that hook 17 and a half. It's a lot of points, and 61 and a half is a high total, but it's not a insurmountable total. So I, I really like Marshall to stay close here. They can absolutely score. And it really comes down to this. Doc Holliday for Marshall. He was honored Myers coaching staff in Florida. He knows this area very well. He recruits these players very well. 30, 30 players on this Marshall roster are from the state of Florida. They're going to be excited to get back to Tampa to play in front of their friends and family. They're going to have, I think, a very significant uh, motivational edge, at least when it comes to the spread. Sure, UCF's very close there. They're not going to travel far, come down for Orlando. They will have a significant crowd advantage but I don't think it's going to be as significant as you may think. So I like it here quite a bit. I like Marshall plus 17 and a half, and that's strictly because of this coaching advantage. Doc Holliday, 6-0 straight up with wins averaging by 13, 6-0 against the spread, winning by 11 points. So go ahead, just trust the coaching matchup here. Uh, you have Doc Holliday, has been very good against the spread. Josh Heupel's uh, UCF Golden Knights have not been as good against the spread. However, UCF, as you know, Chris, has been very, very good in postseason play uh, over the past several years. This is going to be our final bowl game of this particular podcast. If you haven't had enough, hopefully this one will get you over the top. And this is the SoFi. That's the same SoFi. It'll be the SoFi Stadium down in Inglewood next season, the SoFi Hawaii Bowl. And that's featuring the Native Suns once again, the Hawaii Hurricanes. Not Hurricanes, excuse me. The Golden Rainbows, right? That they are, or they're just regular I think they're the uh, like Rainbow Warriors now, Rainbow but they Warriors. just, they just say Warriors. Yeah. Right. So we have – okay. I apologize to all the Hawaiian fans. The – Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii taking on BYU, another team with a lot of fans, of course, in Hawaii. BYU is a two-point favorite, so Hawaii are home dogs. The over-under, this one, 64. This is from the Aloha Stadium in Honolulu, 8 p.m. Eastern. Final game of this podcast, Chris. Breakdown. So BYU secretly, maybe not secretly at all, this is not a secret, BYU actually gets a lot of players from Hawaii, a lot of good linemen. A lot of good Samoan guys there that are about 400 pounds and super agile. 
Um, great talent pool. BYU, I have this, this rule, which makes no sense considering my, I like to bet on the numbers and the value, but uh, BYU falls into that category of like academy. I feel like they're very disciplined. They travel well. They're going to be ready. Hawaii plays in this bowl every year. It's not really a big deal for them. Yes, all their friends and family are out. But at minus three half, yes, I hate the hook, but BYU plus 117 at minus three half, I'm all over that. Get plus odds, take BYU, be confident that they're going to be, be in bed early and at the stadium ready to go. This BYU team is, is tough to figure out. They go and they, you know, they, they can beat teams like SC, they can beat teams like Tennessee, but then they lose to some very lesser opponents. So I, I just don't know if I can trust this BYU team. I think they struggle typically on the road. This one's going to be very much on the road for them. Hawaii has to feel disrespected being a home underdog. This Hawaii team is very good. They can score. They're a very fast team. They have a lot of speedy receivers. I don't think the physicality advantage that BYU would normally possess is going to be nearly as big of a deal here. This is a turf field. That's going to be much, much better for a speedy team like Hawaii. So I'm going to tease this one up, get that over the 7, over the 3 and over the 7. Hawaii, a plus 8. And I like the over 58 here. I think both these teams are going to be able to score. BYU, obviously, if they're dominating this game, this game will go under, I imagine. But I do think Hawaii will stick in this game quarter with. And I think they have a chance to win this game outright. So I'm going to take Hawaii plus eight and over 58 as a teaser. So that does it for our first episode, our first rendition of the Bull Breakdown here. We're going to move on. and We're going to talk about both the Chargers and the Rams. But first, I want to talk about our second sponsor here, Chris. And that is, of course, my bookie. It's an exciting time for sports. As we know, Lamar Jackson is redefining what it means to be not just a dual-threat quarterback, but what it means to be a quarterback. I believe if he gets 31 fantasy points this weekend, he will break Patrick Mahomes' all-time record set only a season ago. So he has just been absolutely sensational. And people, without a doubt, are going to get action. If they're looking for action, they're going to get it on my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if there are a couple of big favorites in these games for the bowl games that you like, the parlays are going to be perfect for you because you can bet multiple games together for a much, much bigger payout. My bookie has more lines, Chris, and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. And not only that, Chris, if you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you're lucky enough to put $2,000 down into my bookie, you're going to get $1,000 in free play. All you have to go is all you have to do is go to uh, my bookie and use our promo code BLV. That's for believe. Bravo Lima Victor to activate this offer. Once again, the promo code is BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. And on my bookie, Chris, you can bet. Hopefully, you're going to win. And if you do win, you're going to get paid. So go to my bookie and use the promo code BLV. So we are now moving on. We're going to talk about the Rams first. They're playing Saturday evening. The 8-6 and six Los Angeles Rams are going up north to take on the 10-3 and three Niners. The Niners are six-and-a-half-point favorites. The total in this one is 45. This one, of course, Saturday evening at 6.15 p.m. Both these teams, Chris, coming off of very, very disappointing losses. The Rams, of course, going on the road and getting destroyed by the Cowboys. The Niners, this is my best bet a week ago. Falcons plus 10-and-a-half. Not only did the Falcons go in there and cover that spread, they actually won outright on a last-second touchdown. And, of course, the over goes on, uh, goes over on the very final play of the game. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, it was on one of those crazy lateral kickoff returns, gets fumbled recovered in the end zone, not actually pushed the over uh, the total. So what are your thoughts on this one here? Niners are six-and-a-half-point favorites. The Rams still technically have a chance at the playoffs, but it is dwindling. The Niners, of course, lost the first 
overall seed in the first round bye. They went all the way from the one seed down to the fifth seed, Chris. So this is a big, big game for both these teams. Yeah, isn't that isn't that crazy how that how that happens and the what the Cowboys are gonna <laughs> with like a losing record are gonna host a playoff game. Um, interesting how that works. Well, yeah. that's assuming that the Cowboys win the division because the Eagles, Cowboys, that's right. yeah. huge, huge game this week. Yeah, that division is just terrible. Just, just, ugh, ugh, ugh. Um, So I actually, I, I'm thinking the Niners are going to be feeling a little swoon. Um, I think, uh, you know, the Rams got punched in the mouth yesterday. They don't have a ton to play for anymore. Yes, but it's, we're recording this Wednesday night. How, how that, going that's up, right. You know? I'm sorry. It, this past weekend, it's all a blur. Um I think the Rams yeah, are going to come out. For anyone out there not knowing, you know, time just doesn't yes, exist. Time doesn't exist for me. Uh, I, I don't know where I am. But I like I like the value, of course, is why I'm going to do it. 49ers team total under 13 and a half for the first half. I think the Rams are going to come out and play. It's, it's a bit of a rivalry game, I think, in California. Uh, a lot of fans on both sides. And that's just the best price I could find was that team total under 13 half. And I hope the Niners are still a little shell-shocked from losing to Atlanta. And it takes them a half to wake up. Fair enough. I, I like that, certainly. The Niners, uh, at times this year, struggled to score. It's certainly a running uh, first team. So, you know, potentially a running clock there as well. Um, this is a tough game. Normally, I would probably stay away from this one. It's very, very difficult to handicap this one. So I'm going to go ahead and, and, and take the under here. I do think... Uh, this is going to be a slugfest. I think both teams are going to go out there and struggle to score. Jared Goff is going to face severe pressure. This is an amazing defensive front. And, yes, the Niners are still banged up. Um, they're starting to get a, a bit more healthy. And they're coming off of a tough loss at home. The Rams, back-to-back road games and getting absolutely blitzed by the Cowboys last week, certainly is not going to make them feel good. So I definitely like the under here, under 45, and that's what I'm going to go with in this game. Now, we're at the moment. We're all waiting for it here, and that's where we're going to pay homage to our favorite stadium ever existed in the NFL, and that is Dignity Health Sports, Sports. Park. <laughs> for the final time, playing the final NFL game there. Uh, it's hard to believe that we spent three full seasons at that stadium. Of course, SoFi Stadium will open up in Inglewood next season. This is the final home game the Chargers will ever play while being a row team. <laughs> we hope, at least, given their next stadium. So, this one's Raiders charged the 6-8 and eight Raiders. Somehow, the Raiders, speaking of final games at their current stadium, final game ever at the Oakland Memorial Coliseum, the Black Hole. They find a way to lose to the Jags, the Jags at home. Did oh. you see that report today, Chris? Over 25% of all grievances filed by the NFLPA were from the Jags organization. Tom Coughlin was fired this afternoon. Somehow, a team in complete disarray with a rookie quarterback with a defense that no one wants to play for beat that Raiders team that we thought was a pretty decent team earlier this season. And the Chargers obviously got absolutely destroyed at home by the Vikings a week ago. It's hard to believe the Chargers are actually a favorite briefly in that game. So this is a gross game for two teams that actually have a decent amount of talent. What are your thoughts here? Raiders, Chargers. I think Shad Khan had no idea that was going on literally until somebody sent him a link to like a pro football talk article about it and decided he had to do something. Really um, disturbing stuff. He, he had to do something. Yeah, talk about uh, I don't know. I don't want to criticize the guy. He's got he's got about more money than I'll ever have in ten lifetimes. But uh, I feel like he was asleep at the wheel there for that. Um, Raider, oh god, yeah, that was an awful game. I don't think the Chargers care. I don't think the Raiders really care. The only person that I feel like has an edge is John Gruden. I really enjoyed his anti-ref rant um, <laughs> from this past weekend, and just like uh, the best disdain oh, I've yeah, seen in a lot. Yeah, just 
just disgusted. Just absolute disdain for them. There's money line plus T5. Are you kidding me? I could definitely see the Chargers laying a fat egg. They don't care. Season's over. Everybody wants to get out healthy. And, you know, Derek Carr and John Gruden are the only two guys who show up to play. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this last week, uh, Chris. The Chargers at home are piss poor against the spread. I forget exactly what their record is, um, but it's not very good. These, these are basically road games for them. The Raiders are going to have a lot of fans, of course. They used to play here in this city, and they maintain quite a bit of, of support still in this city. So, well, I don't like the motivation for the Raiders either. I do think they're trying to get back to 500. I think that would be a significant improvement, a significant total for them in John Gruden's second season here. So I like the Raiders plus seven. I like the money line there too. I'm not going to go ahead and endorse it like you are, uh, but I am taking Raiders plus seven. I'm going to keep fading the Chargers at home. Well, this is actually the final time, uh, but the Chargers really just do not play well at home. They don't play well when you expect them to play well too, and they're seven-point favorites in this one. So I'm going to go ahead and take Raiders plus seven here all right i'm exhausted i need to go drink some water <laughs> the amount of talking we've done here we broke down i think it was 10 college football bowl games and of course both la nfl teams here uh some very very important games in the nfl this week some very important fantasy football games as well just a little self-promotion here i made the championship in five of my six leagues chris including my most important league where i'm defending champion I have a chance to be our first back-to-back champion in 15 years i believe so Exciting stuff. Have a lot of interesting decisions start sits this week. And so we got a lot of betting, got a lot of fantasy football. It's an exciting time of the year here. Any final thoughts? It's Christmas. It's Christmas and gambling. It's Christmas in real life. Oh, a dearth of excitement and gambling. It's it's the most wonderful time of the year. It absolutely is. And yeah, it's it's uh it's it's just about that time for, for Christmas. So go ahead and get your, your familial shopping out. Go ahead and eat well. And enjoy. Just enjoy watching these sports here. This is, this is really nothing like it. I think right now and in you know, March or so are really the two best times of the year in sports. Really the last two months or so are the best times. But this is a really great time because you have NBA. You've got MLB Hot Stove. We saw a bajillion dollars for the contracts given out uh, a week ago. You've got college hoops and, of course, bowl season. Some really meaningful NFL games. And, of course, the final week of fantasy football. So that was episode 25 here. We'll see how we all did in the bowl season we're going to recap everything for you guys in the next episode um, this one we're recording of course wednesday evening we're probably going to record our next episode uh, sometime on monday or tuesday to break down the post christmas bowl games but for now this was episode 25 for the bleed podcast network for sad capital for chris lewis i'm sam maxwell we'll see you guys next time Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.